Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational, educational, and entertaining podcast for auto detailers. Welcome to the community. Hi, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. My name is Marshall Hill, and I'm your guide as we journey through the auto detailing industry. Tonight is the community pub. I'm diving into some evil twin Molotov cocktail. You can find me on social, most platforms at Total Auto Solutions. If you're on TikTok, find me at Detail Supply App. Best way to get in touch, though, shoot me a text direct 918-800-1188. Tonight on the pub, super excited. Tom, you know, of course, seeing you around, you're a very unique person. Everybody knows who you are. Uh, been very excited to uh, to get a chance to dive into who you are. So uh, introduce yourself. Where do people find you on social? And what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Uh, I'm Tommy Davis. I run North American Operations for Angel Axe Limited. And um, best way to reach me is directly through Facebook. Um, you can reach me on Instagram as well, Tommy underscore Angel Axe Direct. But again, Facebook is probably the quickest and easiest way to catch me. Great. All right. What are you drinking tonight? Uh, tonight, I'm just drinking Stella. I'm always drinking Stella when I'm drinking. Yeah. yeah. Do you do other things to uh, help relax yourself? Uh, I do. I'm always double fisted. There you go. <laughs> yep. what, do you got? what do you got over there? Uh uh, this is my nighttime medication. This week, it's Paris OG. Usually, I switch between that and Master Kush. Kind of depends on on how I'm feeling. But uh, this one is actually a higher percentage. This is like 80%. Vape? Like a cartridge? Yeah. Yeah, it's a cartridge. Cool. I can't cool. do the flower anymore. Because? Because uh, I'm a choker, no matter what. But the flower kills Tiffany me. Tiffany likes to hear that, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know, there's no shame in my game. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. So, you know, give us a little bit of background, who you are, you know, where you come from, I think out of Los Angeles, that's where you, you hail from. Is that correct? Yeah. I was uh, born and raised in a little town called Tahunga. It's Northeast of Los Angeles. Um, little town run by bikers. So I was a little, I was a little asshole growing up uh, high school dropout. Uh, then I just got into detailing and kind of went Why? from there. Why'd you drop out? Um, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. So when I was a little ass kid, I was, or for lack of a better term, I was a rotten ass child. I got kicked out of almost every elementary school in my small little town. With, there was about five or six of them. So I had to go to a private school. So I went to a private school from about fourth grade to 10th grade and 10th grade, I went to high school. And when I got to high school, it was a really crazy experience going from 10 people in one class, ranging from grade six to 10, two teachers, that's it. Going to a public school, you know, uh, in, in a public high school. So the first thing I learned how to do was climb a fence. Once I learned how to climb a fence, that was it. That's all I did every day was climb a fence and leave. I think, I think my first year in high school, I had 76 absences. Oh. And then it just kind of right, progressed so from there. <laughs> what, was, what was it like, uh, you know, not, not being a high, I mean, i just curious, you know, what, so you, so you just quit high school and then did what? You're like, what, what was that experience like? 
you know, for, for everybody, it really kind of depends on, on, on your, on your basic upbringing and, and your background. So the town that I grew up in was run by bikers. Um, my father was a drug dealer. And so basically what I did when I dropped out of high school is I went to work for him. I actually started delivering things for my father when I was about 12. When I dropped out of high school, that's just kind of what I did. I did that and I partied with my friends. That was just the thing to do. You know what I mean? I didn't have any direction. I didn't care. You know, I started getting kicked out of my house when I was 16 and just staying on couches when I could and then going back home when I was allowed to and just kind of in and out, you know, wasn't really a drug addict myself. I just kind of was in that world, you know, doing what I was doing for my dad. Yeah. Kind of a, kind uh, of an uh, were you a biker yourself? No, no. I love motorcycles, but I'm terrified of motorcycles as well. Cause I think when I, I don't even know how old I was, uh, really young, probably five or six, my father crashed while I was on a bike with him. So I've always had this fear of being on a motorcycle, but I love bikes. It's kind of a weird deal there. Yeah. Yeah. I never, I, I tried like, uh, I think it was, I think it was like my freshman year of high school or something. It might've been eighth grade. I had a buddy selling a bike. It was a little Honda. And I was like, you know what? I want to like, I want to have a bike, you know, like I, for some reason I did, I went and drove it around the neighborhood. Uh, I was like, okay, mm, eh, I'm good. Like, I don't know. It just didn't take, like, I, I thought like, I was like, cool, this is gonna be fun. I, I think the best feeling right for me, I mean, that's why I love my Jeep so much. I love the, I think the, the thing about the open road, the, you know, just go do whatever you want. Like that mentality of a biker, it does flow a little bit over in a Jeep life. It's just four wheels instead of two. Right. Uh, I love open air. I love everything about it. Uh, I just never could get into bikes. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm totally into them. I'm just, afraid of them so i never i never learned how to ride them. and now i think uh, uh, so now that's what's holding me back is just not knowing how to ride so straight into detailing out of uh out of working with your dad or what was your journey into detailing um i just i had a friend that was detailing and um they needed help and i just kind of got in that way and um that guy at, at that point in time was the only detailer that was allowed on all of the major movie studio blocks uh, in and around LA. So when, I, so when I started, I started with the movie industry, the movie Fast and the Furious, Bulletproof. You know, I smoked a joint with Sam Jackson on the set of 187, which was filmed at my high school. Um, yeah, we just, that was how I started. Okay, hold on. Okay, hold on. <laughs> all right. So your first time into detailing was on the movie set. Is that what you just said? Yes. That's my very first movie. Yeah, my very I mean, first movie, I believe, was Bulletproof with uh, with uh, 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 Adam Sandler. Yeah, uh, I watched an Adam Sandler movie the other night. I haven't watched too many movies lately. It always was my thing because I couldn't get into TV shows. Just I, literally, the problem with me is I couldn't remember when they would be on. Like, oh. I just, and I would just miss them. And then you just get like, and everybody now they're like, well, you got DVR, you know, 10 years ago. And I was like, ah, I just, I couldn't. And then I couldn't sit down and remember to do the DVR. I don't know. I just, I've always enjoyed movies. I can get my fix for two hours and I'm out. 
But right. over the past years with depression and stuff, it just kind of, that kind of funneled away. And I, I never could figure out really what I wanted to do. But I turned on an Adam Sandler movie the other night where he was with uh, David Spade and they faked their death. And uh, it, it was a lot of, it was a funny movie. And I was like, I laughed for the first time in a while over just stupid shit. Right. I was like, okay, I think I'm going to do movies again. So, but you said you did on the Fast and Furious set too? It was the very first uh, Fast and yeah, Furious? We, yeah, we did the first two movies. And, that, and those were two o'clock in the morning gigs in the middle of Echo Park, which if you're from, if familiar with LA, Echo Park at that point in time was not a place anybody wanted to be after like 10 o'clock. Um, you know, gunshots and hookers and all the good shit. But that's, you know, that's where the location was for the movie set. So uh, that's where we were. Okay. Uh, so what'd you do there? I mean, what was a normal like uh, working on the movie set? Um, just basic washes. Most of the, you know, it was all picture cars, production vehicles, um, things like that, where you just, you know, you just kind of like wet and jet almost, you know, uh, you wash them, you dry them off, quick vacuum, quick wipe down and send them out, you know, no, no more than 30 minutes of vehicle. And then, uh, except for when we did the actors' vehicles, you know, then we would, would spend some time on it and do, you know, do it right and whatnot. But that was a that was a basic day from you know like six in the morning to probably midnight sometimes. That's cool. I've never I've never heard of it. I've always wondered, right? It's always been in the back of my mind, who's there at the set cleaning those cars? Because uh, you know, as as every detailer, right? We're gonna right. look at. I mean, every time I see a car on coming through a movie, I'm always checking out angles. I'm seeing what their light hits. I'm I'm doing everything I can. I don't know. It's just right. It's just in us to just look yeah. at that stuff. Yeah, so so I've just, always been curious who's the one that's cleaning the cars. Yeah. So just know all those all those transportation coordinators that that, that coordinate all the picture cars and stuff like that. They hire out detailers, and all they want you to do is just wash them and send them. They don't care if about all the swirl marks and all that kind of stuff. So when you see these brand new cars on some of these shows, all they're doing is washing them. Yeah. One bucket, so, one, one bucket, one wash mitt, and a fucking pressure washer and go. So most, <laughs> most detailers probably wouldn't admit that they were the ones doing it is what you're saying. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, probably not. You know, we, we did the steamrollers for the uh, first Austin Powers movies or Austin Powers movie, the steamroller scene. We did that. You know, we did all kinds of stuff. Dude, that's awesome. Alex, have you, uh, thanks for hopping on, man. Good to see you. Have you, uh, have you ex met anybody else that's done also, uh, in movie work in, in your no. podcast? And what's well, Vincent, Vincent, which, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Vincent, who's, who his older brother was the one that, that got you in, right, Tommy? Yeah. No, yeah. no, I got them in. Oh, you got that. Okay. <laughs> my, my bad. I, that was I'm, old, I'm older than everybody. I'm grandpa. Remember? Yeah. 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 I remember. Um, yeah, no, no, just Tommy. I thought, and was it? I thought it was Ted Ripley. Who's the, who's the, who's the oh. grandpa in the group? Oh. Ted Ripley, Ted, my dad. Yeah. Yeah. Ted, He's Ted my Ripley. Dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Ted. All right. So you get done cleaning the cars at the, uh, at, at the movie set. What's your next step? What do you, what do you do next in your life? Um, you know, I did that for a long time. Then after I did that, I just kind of didn't do anything. I bummed around for a couple of years and then I got into doing carpet cleaning and emergency flood work. You know, if your house floods out from pipes or for rainwater, whatever. So I was the guy that came into your house, sucked out the water, set up the fans, cut open your walls and dried your house out. 
I did that for shit. I did that for well over a decade. You know, I was, I made it to as far up as I can go into that before you get into like upper management and having to deal with all the bureaucratic red tape bullshit, which isn't my deal. Um, yeah, I did that until I, until I didn't do that anymore. Also, you know, I went for many, 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 many years of just being unemployed. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I was, uh, you know, up until Angel Wax, I didn't really have any kind of future. I was just here, kind of kind of relying on, on my wife, really taking care of everybody. It's not uh, something I'm, that, not something yeah. a lot of people have to admit, but, you know, it's, it's part of my journey. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. It, it I, I did poke around. I looked through some of your stuff. You, you do have a, a really great wife that you could tell very supportive of you. Oh, yeah. um, I think some of the comments she talked about in, in the post with you and the pictures was you guys are best friends. And, and that's, I think Tiffany can appreciate that. You know, I made a joke earlier, but you know, I, I, as seeing her and her husband together, you know, they're, they're really great friends. Um, you know, so walk us through what it's like to have a best friend as your, your marriage partner uh, in that type of situation. You know, it's funny is we're, we're, we're two totally opposite people. She was, she was the good girl and I was the bad boy. You know, it's just kind of one of those, one of those stories, but um, she has been the most amazing and the most solid person in my life uh, from, from, uh, from day one, I chased her down. You know, when I met her on her graduation day from high school and uh, she already had another boyfriend. So that was kind of a, kind of one of those things at that point, I was like, that's the one. But you kept, I think what she said is yeah. you just kept yeah. touching, but yeah, you just kept going back. You just kept, yeah. Hey, so we hey. kept running into each other and, you know, kind of intentionally on my part, but that's just kind of how it was. And then you start getting a little more persistent. And then that one day you get that, that call. Oh, you know, me and Josh just broke up really. So what's up? You know, <laughs> from, that on, from that point on, it's been just us. You know, we've, we've, we've broken up a few times, but you know, we're probably, probably 25 years deep. That's awesome, yeah. man. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll jump into the angel wax story in just a second. Let me go around and see what everybody's drinking. Uh, Alex, are you drinking tonight? Uh, I don't drink, but I've got the old uh, 4C half and half lemonade nice. tea. And uh, then the, the kid who's always on interrupting yep. podcasts as always. <laughs> we don't know why she's not putting out pillows. Where's the pillows? Uh, Marty wants to know why you're not putting out pillows. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we got I think we got rid of them all. Mm-hmm. All right. Brandon, what about you? Brandon from Shawshank. What are you drinking? Drinking a uh, launch IPA from Lock City. Talk to us about it. it. It's just an IPA. It's um my neighbor that owns that Lock City brewery. This is the first one they released. That's why it's called Launch. It's got the got the astronaut on it. <clears throat> it makes good stuff. Every beer I drink from, I enjoy. So, yeah. Well, we might just have to get a shipment down here, huh? <clears throat> yeah, I was already asking him about that actually. Um, but he's out of Connecticut, so I gotta get that coordinated. Oh yeah, no, it's not legal. Uh, yeah, I was I at the UPS store maybe about a year ago, dropping some stuff off, and they just so happened to ask me what was in it, and I'm just so happened to be that open, honest person that just <laughs> like, I just that's just me. Like, 
what's in it? I go, beer. <laughs> like, uh-uh. I was like, hmm, okay. So I went in the next day. <laughs> they didn't ask what was in it. So it <laughs> So you, you can't you can't ship beer to Connecticut? Uh you you can't really ship across state lines for no. for a lot of states, right? Like Oklahoma. Yeah, so you're not um, supposed there, to. There's different states yeah. that you can't ship across state lines. I was well, told I knew, by him that, that you gotta be a distributor. I knew that for oh, these. Sorry, hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's both. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's why we can't. You know, for many years, Tiffany can attest. We didn't. We didn't get good beer until what? Tiffany was at eighteen. Yep. Twenty eighteen or something. Yep. Twenty seventeen probably, and then they finally like let liquor store or let the the um, gas stations and whatnot sell High Point beer and and change the Budweiser from three point to to four point or whatever yeah Bible. and uh yeah. we couldn't we still can't get a lot of stuff because you still it, it's hard to to get beer into here texas is that way too you can't get everything into texas you know there's just different parts of the country are different uh but you're right tom about uh about the cannabis uh i i used to get stuff sent in quite a bit uh from uh, uh denver until we went uh medical here um, uh, and it was always a risk at, I, it, the package would get delivered and I'd kind of, I'd kind of look around, <laughs> can I pick it up? Can I not? I don't know. <laughs> Fortunately, no issues. Fortunately, no issues. Uh, Tiffany, all right, what are you drinking tonight? Um, I too am joining Tommy and I am drinking Stella this evening. That's right. Nice. <laughs> like it Wes? oh nothing exciting again uh baja blast zero <laughs> oh that healthy one <laughs> yeah all right doing the do huh doing the do yeah i just can't you know i'm not supposed to do beer except for one day a week i'll leave that for saturday so don't blame me man don't blame me fair enough fair enough yeah. We'll always still keep asking, though, man. We just always got to know. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Alex is usually not a drinker either, but uh, we no, always I like. Got, I just got the raspberry lemonade tonight. From Lipton? Um, I honestly don't know. I think it's like Simply Lemonade or something like that. Like they make the Simply Orange, orange Simply juice. Makes, Simply makes good lemonade. Yeah, it's good stuff. I, mean, I got a blueberry lemonade in there, too. That's pretty good. <laughs> Is it, uh, it, what's, what's simply, I'm not, I'm not familiar. Oh, it's just a brand. Yeah. It's just a brand. Yeah. Uh, what's their take? Is it pure? Is it less sugar? What's I don't their... know. They, they, they put it in a fancy jar and they charge more than the other brands. So I figure it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. They got that one brand just called just, just tea. Oh, really? I haven't seen yeah. that one. And that's the same thing. It's like, oh, what's in there? Oh, it's just tea, but it's like five dollars more than everything else. <laughs> they, charge, they charge for the glass jar. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, no Snapple got rid of that. Now it's all plastic now. And you're like, well, what am I paying for? <laughs> Simply makes a watermelon one. It's really good. Ooh. Oh, that's, Ooh. that sounds good. I have I have a a V8 like water uh watermelon cherry. That's pretty good. Uh -oh. I've been on like a juice kick That's lately. the watermelon I'll be enjoying here in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, Jordan, man. Good to see you. Nice good to see you. 
I'm, you uh, got a, a big ass pint of something. What are you drinking? Uh, Tapestry Brewing Company out of the west side of Michigan. So Michigan, they do the 10 cent deposits on all their cans and bottles. So we really don't get small microbreweries from anywhere else. And they really crack down on shipping it around here. But we have plenty of good microbreweries ourselves. And damn, they're good. Like Bell's is like the most popular. I don't know. There's a bunch of good stuff. All right, do your so, self attitude around here, but this is pretty good. Yeah, what it, tell us about what it what it tastes like. What so do you got? it's a uh, Belgian style wit beer with blood oranges, chamomile, and rose hips. I have no mm. idea. Mm. That sounds good. delicious. A lot of flavor going on. It does sound Alex delicious. But Tiffany, have you ever drank a beer that has chamomile in it? That's that's different. Oh, no, just the blood orange and the honey and stuff. Yeah, I actually so before I detail, I used to be a chef, and before I own my own business detailing, I was going to open my own brewery. Um, and I used to brew beer as well. And one of the beers I made that was my favorite was a mango Thai basil and Thai chili pepper blonde ale. And you guys said you're Connecticut, so out east they have a uh, Magic Cat number nine. Oh, I love that. I love Magic Cat, mm. which is a blonde ale, and I kind of copied yep. that recipe, yeah. but I threw all the mango, Thai basil, and Thai chili pepper in it, and it turned out good. It was spicy though, so something different. I don't know if you ever had beer with chili peppers in it. It was wild. Yeah, that's cool, Jordan. Uh, I got into brewing beer also. So part of out of uh, my divorce was to learn how to cook barbecue, you know, learn the, the art of smoking meat. Um, I just had brisket and ribs and a big old plate of mac and cheese for dinner. Yeah. That my mom yeah. made, so. Ooh. Yeah. And then once... Once I once I felt confident enough that, you know, as I passed around my plates and have nobody complained, I went, okay, I've done pretty good at this. The next thing was I wanted to learn how to brew beer. And so I would host, uh, Tiffany would come to him. We would do these free open trainings at our warehouse where we I would cook the, the barbecue and then I would brew the beer and detailers from all around the state would come oh, yeah, in. And we, yeah. Yeah, we would eat barbecue and drink beer. And my favorite one to brew was uh, 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 one customer nicknamed it the Yum Yum. And it was uh, just a traditional, uh, you know, wheat. But then I would crush up an entire fresh watermelon into that second fermenter. And, oh, it just, it created just this smoothness to it. Just a tiny bit of sweetness. But then... In my... Uh cooking career i used to be a chef and i lived in california um and 21st amendment brewery makes a beer called heller high watermelon and yep. it's a half, it's a watermelon half a bites and, and that's one of my favorite Ooh, beers you very can't find good it now i'm intrigued very good it's very good and there you go. i actually i drank I found some in Ohio last week. They have a Heller High pomegranate now, and I had that. And I tried that. It's pretty good. I had a six pack that lasted me a day and a half. <laughs> I've got a pomegranate tree, so you need to learn how to make that shit. Go. Oh. <laughs> you just go out there and, <laughs> so, and start eating that stuff fresh. It's so, good for you. 
So Tommy, Mobile Tech Vegas, uh, I'm going to just sneak in your backyard and pick a couple of pomegranates. Is that, uh, is that kosher? Not kosher? How's that Hell go? Yeah, do I get shot while I do that? Garden is cool, that a so. shot over the bow? You know? I've got two pomegranate trees, two fig trees, a couple of peach trees, a plum tree. I've got I'm tree, tree. I'm treed out. <laughs> I've got That's a pear awesome. tree, and this All used right. to be my Derek. grandma's house. I bought it off my parents, and my grandma used to make pear wine because old oh. people just make alcohol out of all sorts of shit, but she would pick all these pears out of here and just ferment the hell out of them and get drunk off. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's an option for all your fruit trees, Tommy. Maybe. Just make some jungle juice, dude. <laughs> that does, yeah, I'm going to ferment some of those Bold peaches. Come around. Some peach wine. That sounds good. All right. Community Pub at Mobile Tech is going to feature Tom's uh, Tom's new wine that he's going to make. You better get on it because we're only a couple months away. <laughs> All right, Derek from DJD, man. What are you sipping on tonight? I got, uh, it's called Maiden Flight. It's from uh, Lone Eagle Brewing Company. It's a double IPA. It's uh, 8%. Uh, it's pretty good. Um, I just found out that like the, there was a liquor store that was up by me, uh, pretty close to me. Uh, I hated going to it because the guy tried to rip me off one time. He'll tell me that what the price was something completely different. I got to, uh, to the counter. So I stopped going there. So the other day I was like, you know what? Let me just go in there. And he's completely expanded all of his craft brewing so the dude's got more stuff than the big place up over here so i picked this up and it's it's pretty good it's strong though but it's definitely an ipa there's no citrus in here no citrus <laughs> straight hops huh? straight hops but i but i i'm starting to like them though it's like i don't know it's like you get you get that acquired taste i would say well it's eight I points, myself so out I mean, good it's pretty right. good though i'm gonna have another one what's the percentage you said uh, it's 8.2. 8. And then I was going to say the one I was trying to send you, Marty, speaking of beer, was this one from Kate May called Snap and Drag. That's it was a 10%. Ooh, and that was damn. like, yeah, yeah. I was like, let me try. So that one, it's like one, and then you're, you're good. You just drink some water, <laughs> just relax the rest of the night because you can taste is the that alcohol. Is that an IPA or a, it, oh, oh, or it's is an that IPA. a stout? No. Oh, okay. Wow. I had a I had a rum stout one time. It was fifteen percent, and they could only give it to you in a little. They brought the cup over. And my brother was like, "Why is it so small?" And the lady's like, "No, no, 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 no. We can only give you small ones." And like, <laughs> my brother's like, "What do you mean? Why is it so small?" And I said, "Patrick, uh, hold on, just try it, and you'll see why." Like, and then he took a sip, and he goes, "Oh my god!" So. All right, so I've had okay. a plum one that was super high. Uh, Tiffany, I think that was over at, uh, I don't know if that was at Marshall's or if that was Cabin Boys, but. Uh, Cabin Boys. That, okay. It's got to be Cabin Boys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think I know which one you're talking about. And that was like one and and that's all you need. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and as I keep tossing this one back because, you know, it's warm, I, I, I started looking down. I go, okay. This one, well, you can't see it. This one's 12%. And I was like, okay, wow. I, I started feeling so. I was like, God, that was fast. Like, all right. <laughs> Here we go. It's going to be a fun episode, Tom. All right. <laughs> oh, no. All right, Dustin from Quick Split. You drinking tonight? Maybe. 
Yeah, I was muted. No, I'm just uh, I'm having a bush light. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Nice. <laughs> All right. So, Tom, uh, the, right the, there. another podcast I do is called The Kush Life, and it's my uh, exploration through Oklahoma medical marijuana. And uh, oh, okay. the dispo that we record out of, that guy drinks nothing but bush light. That's <laughs> it. So I have to stock his fridge if I want to drink anything because one time I had it and I went, oh, <laughs> that's an experience right there. So Dustin, man, uh, t t what do you taste in Bush Light? Uh, man, it, it's just, uh, it's, it's a good, it's a good <laughs> beer to have at the races or out on the boat because you could just drink them all day. So so we just had to high point national <laughs> Saturday. So I stocked my backpack cooler with them. <laughs> I mean, so all day long, just burned through a 12 pack of bush light. And I was just fine. <laughs> In college, we called it hose water. <laughs> all right. So everybody throw it on mute. Let's dive back into Tommy. Uh, I'm going to go shut my door because I let my dogs out. Now the heat's getting in. So, Tommy, talk us through your steps. You know, what? how'd you get connected with Angel Wax? Uh, did, you know, what What was that process like? I, I think this will be interesting because as more and more detailers and more and more people began to, myself, right, I got into chemicals, still detail, but, you know, started uh, as a detailer progressing through. And the only way I made it, right? Quote, unquote, right? Only way I made it to survive in a sense was detailing and selling at the same time, right? I had to clean cars throughout the day and go sell. There was times that I was cleaning a car for a customer and they told me that a dealership that I was servicing was on their way to pick up a car and I'm there in the driveway cleaning up another car and I had to go run around the corner real quick because that just it creates a little bit of a uh huh you know like wait so you know it, there's a there's a bit of a progress to be going from detailer into chemicals so walk us through how you did it you know everybody's story is a little different what was yours like um you know i'll start off this story by saying i got lucky that's 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 pretty much all i can say I uh, I was working for a detailer, or actually, they were window tenders that were wanting to add detailing to their list of services that they offer. So, a friend of mine that I knew from back home, who was also living out here, reached out to me asking me if I wanted to come work for him. Thing about that was he hit me up at the perfect time because at that point in time I had been unemployed for a little while. I have been trying to stay sober because I had a pretty bad pill problem. And um, at that point in time, when he came through, I was on the verge of, you know, going back into what I was just pulled myself out of. So I took that job. And while I was working there, they met the guys from Angel Wax while they were, they were working the SunTech booth um, at a SEMA show when they met the guys from Angel Wax. So I don't really know how that connection was made, but that connection was made. So 
couple of weeks later, I was told that we would be importing angel wax into the US. And I was like, okay, cool, what is it? So that's how I learned about it. Detailing products, this and that. They didn't really have their polishes and compounds yet, I don't think. What year was this? Twenty fourteen, maybe, maybe twenty fourteen. I'm not really good with years. The only year I know is the year that I actually took over. So I'm, you know, my 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 time references are 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 clouded, for lack of a better term. So, uh, as we were going, they. Uh, those two that were partners, they split up and uh, kind of put everything on hold for a little while. Um, a few months later, two of the other guys opened up another shop and asked me to come back. Um, and that's when we started with Angel Wax. And that was 2015, um, for sure. <laughs> I was a sales manager. And that's when I just started embracing myself into the social media aspect of it. Uh, no one knew who I was. I was a new face out there trying to push a new brand. Um, so I met some key people. Well, they weren't key people then, but to me, they're key people now. You know, Kevin Cox from IGL and Pavel Z and a few other people um, to help me, you know, start spreading the word around. And then right as we started to kind of gain some traction, they decided to shut it down. And now they are the guys that I was working for, not the guys from Angel Wax. That was going pretty well. You know, I met Rick, who is, Rick is my boss. Rick is in charge of worldwide distribution and he's in Holland, Rick Vanderlee. And uh, <clears throat> so he was coming to the shop and that's when he was, that was right, 2015 is right when they released the polishes and compounds, the resurrection, regenerate and redemption. We were working on them and testing them out and doing some cars. And then not long after that, they shut the doors. They put everything Angel Wax in storage. Uh, they laid me off and they went about their business doing flat glass. Because I don't know if you know about tinting windows, but flat glass is like printing money. And that's all, you know, that's all they were doing. Um, <clears throat> so that was just kind of how it went. I, I don't not really sure how many months it was probably two or three months later i got a phone call from rick in holland he was like hey i'm just calling to check in i haven't heard from brian in a while how are things going so i was like oh you don't know and that's when i told him i said they put everything in storage and uh there hasn't been any sales you know everything's just been quiet because this is what happened i'm no longer working for them i'm on my own i've been trying to help we had two distributors at that time, one in Florida and then my best friend in, in uh, California at the time. And uh, we were trying to get him going. So he has some products. So I was kind of pushing Angel Wax California, just trying to keep the name at least flowing out there. And uh, he was like, oh, okay, interesting. And then that was the end of that conversation. And then like a month later, I got another phone call from him saying, look, uh, we're going to fly out there. We want to have a meeting. And I was like, uh, okay, is this good or bad? <laughs> like, am I, am I in trouble for helping him promote the brand still? Or like, what's going on? He's like, we'll talk when we get there. All right. So uh, we sat in my garage 
uh, you know, it was probably May, April of that year, maybe June, when he was just like, this is what we want to do. We want you to continue with the brand. We want you to try to build it. And I'm like, well, you know, I appreciate that, but I don't have the money for that. I don't have any money to drop into this. You know, I've, I've been unemployed. I'm, for lack of a better term, I'm kind of a loser. You know what I mean? I don't have any money. I, I'm living off my wife. Uh, and he was like, we see something, you know, something's there. Just get the products back from, that they have left and then uh, we'll take care of the rest. You know, we'll, we'll get it going for you. And I was like, okay, cool. Uh, I guess we'll see, we'll see how it works. And uh, it just kind of went from there. You know, I just, I went and I got the products and it was the products that he had left were the products that to this day still aren't really our best sellers, you know, like matte finish stuff and, and, and things like that. Products that aren't really, people don't use here because there isn't a lot of a huge need for it. So they just started kind of slowly but surely supplying me and I just kind of started just throwing myself in the middle of, uh, in fact, I got in the, in the 2016 is the year I took over. And in that year, I got kicked out of probably a dozen detailing Facebook group pages um, for the constant pushing that I was doing for the brand. You know, they were like, yeah, you can go ahead and advertise here. And I just kind of, I think I probably took advantage of it. You know what I mean? Probably a little more than I should have. But, you know, I was trying to do something that I didn't know how to do. You know, I didn't, I didn't even graduate high school, let alone know how to run a business or grow a business or anything. So my tactic was to be myself. You know, I, I, I pretty much, before I started selling products, I started selling myself. I started getting to know people and letting them get to know me and seeing who I was. And then if they wanted to continue oh, to do business with me, then cool. Um, and, yeah, so that that's interesting because let, let me let me let me jump in. Sorry, we're getting a little yeah. back. I don't know if it's my connection or not. Um, so that that's interesting because not many people take that approach. A lot of people take and you know, especially we see it here locally. A lot of just flash and jazz, right? Like just hey, do this, hey, do this, right? But right. not really an understanding of what they're talking about. So. You know, you went at it at a different approach that I, I also like, you know, I, I can appreciate that. So I wanted to just take a moment for you to explain it just a little bit more in depth because, right, like Brandon is getting into it. There's other people that are starting to get into, you know, products. Why is it so important to be yourself versus just trying to, quote unquote, sell? Because people deal with salesmen every day. And most of the time, the salesman that is selling you something doesn't know shit about the product that they're selling you. So I took the standpoint as is, I was a detailer for so many years. Why not take that knowledge that I have, which compared to some of the people that I deal with, my knowledge was crap. But still, you take what you got and then you use that to to kind of help you, you know, because someone's more apt to buy a product from a detailer, someone that knows a little bit about what they're doing, as opposed to someone who's just trying to make money. Um, I've been, I've told people this from day one. I, yeah, I want you to buy my products, but I'm not doing this. I, I don't, I, 
I've never been a part of Angel Wax for the money. I've always done it because I believed in the products. Money is nothing to me as far as, you know, I, 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 we could, we could sink right now and I would, I would be okay with it because of what I already built. I'm, 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 I'm proud of, of what I've done and for how I've done it. Um, I never deceive people. I've never lied to people, uh, especially about myself. People said, Hey, did you really do this? Yeah. I've got people that can attest to the things that I've done. You know, one of them is one of my, is one of my best distributors. Um, so, but yeah, it's, it's definitely more important to, to do it that way than to try to be a salesman. Cool. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. It's, it's very Mark- important, you know, sales and, and is actually kind of a weakness of mine. I'm not a good closer, right? Like <laughs> I'm a horrible closer. I like to, I like the process. I like the interaction. I like working with people. I like helping and a lot of that comes from the way I was raised. And, you know, the, the, the first part of my life was nothing but being in a church, right? My okay. life was completely different than yours. Mine was very structured, very religious. We didn't do, sh- we didn't do any, like, it was just structure, right? Like, and, and I, I enjoy, right? There's part of me that just enjoys the process of working through, you know, know helping people because that's what to me that's what always was to be church right to me that always was quote unquote the religion was helping people but but as i progressed through you know business into needing to do sales right i had to walk into a dealership and try and get a service manager to switch to our products well, that, that does create a little bit of a need to actually be a closer, right? To, to look at somebody and say, Hey, th- th- like sign this line right here. And that was, that was always hard for me. Um, I enjoy more the relationship side. So I, I really appreciate that, Tom. I mean, That's not, right. not many people that way. Most people are just on that close the sale, you know, get to the sale, flashy sale, sale, sale. And, and they, yeah, it just wasn't ever me. If, Marty, if I can say something, you know, we, we've we had no, Tommy on... on um, I'm muting you. Oh, I am, whatever. <laughs> no, um, we've had Tommy. Tommy's, Tommy's been great um, for, for my podcast. We've had him on a few times, and, and his name always comes up whenever I talk to pretty much anybody in the, in the industry. And going on, you know, what Tommy was saying about how he's really just trying to sell himself versus Angel Wax... That's one of the things that I always tell everybody when, you know, people are like, I don't really know Tommy, but, you know, he seems cool. And my line is, is Tommy is as advertised. Like what you see is what you get with Tommy. Like I've met him, met him a couple of times. Like I said, had him on the podcast a couple of times and whatever you see on Facebook, that's Tommy in real life. Right on. I appreciate that. Yeah. I try. I try, man. I, you know, <laughs> got you got to be honest with people right you can't because eventually right. eventually they're going to find out yeah. eventually they're going to need to it's it's just you know that's that's kind of being how it is being a public figure as it were exactly exactly um, and and that's and that's the other thing you know with with him talking about you know selling yourself and what you guys were talking about with that is you know coming from a detailer you know you don't want to be sold by another salesman and most of the products that I use, 
it's it's because I was friends with the people first. I mean, Marty, you and I, we had a relationship before like months before I ever started using your stuff. That's what um, I'm saying. And and same, you know, same with Tommy. Like I I mean, I, I was using Angel Wax before I met Tommy, but you know, it's because of Tommy that I was that I started using Angel Wax. I mean, just everybody out there was talking about Angel Wax and how awesome Tommy was and and Vincent and, and the rest of the guys that he has. And that's that's typically how I, you know, do most of it is is a lot of the brands of companies that I use are because they're friends and, and it's me supporting the friends, my friends. That's cool. And and that's to me, that's brand, right? Like right. The, the the more you can do brand, it's it's so much more of a long tail in a sense than just always selling. You know, exactly. sell, 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 we'll get you there, but you got to incorporate personal relationships, the yep. overall brand concept, everything that goes along in it. And Tommy, I know one person individually that you and the overall brand of, of Angel Wax worked heavily with was, was Tiffany. You know, when, when Tiffany told me that she was going to go do auto wax, I mean, sorry, Angel Wax, I went, okay. And then, then she went full on board. So Tiffany, walk us through your process. What, what was it like? Uh, why, you know, all that process, you know, what was it? Um, why did I choose Angel Wax? Is, um, I chose Angel Wax because I saw Tommy all over Facebook. And then I just kind of researched it and then, <clears throat> oh, I'm sorry. Okay. So... <laughs> Um, I, I chose Angel Wax because of what I saw Tommy doing on Facebook and it interested me. And so I went and did the compounds first. So I did the, 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 the heavy cut medium and the, the polish and I loved it. And he was super helpful. And then, and then assigned me to my, my, uh, what do you call that? He's my, um, my, this your regional distributor, yeah. Kyle? Yeah, Kyle's my regional distributor. And so then I heard about Genesis, which is their five-year coding. And so I was like, all right, I totally want to be on board with that. And I was their first class for the certification of Genesis. And then just from there, I just kind of like just said, here, take my money and... Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I currently have uh, two Oklahoma Genesis applied and um, working for more. And so, yeah, I, I, it's easy. They're nice to work with. They're knowledgeable, you know, and pretty much it's self-explanatory on the bottle. So, I mean, and you really can't screw it up. So, yeah. Cool, cool. All right, uh, Jordan, I believe you had said that uh, your uh, angel wax user jordan is my dude i'll unmute myself real quick i'll i'll speak some praises so i just got today um to say that you know but i used to with other companies and i tried to with you know, most of my orders, try to order as big as possible, save on shipping. But when I need Genesis or something, it's not going on a website or something. It's waiting for time to say good morning, everyone. And then I message them saying, hey, I need a bottle, bill me, whatever. 
um you know and then it's also how you doing or hey have you checked out this band have you ever heard this band or you know whatever you know it's a good way of connecting but then you get the props and you're just you start applying it the more you use them and the more i try to relationships with all my clients you know and make them come back because who knows you know i went to a training uh, I got trained in the middle of the pandemic. I went down to Eric Klein's shop and, you know, and didn't know if I should or what was going on and half the stuff was closed. That was May of last year, I believe, or June of last year. But since then, I mean, over probably Genesis, uh, like the first ones I had in my shop was my late uncle's Mustang, uh, Mystic. 98 Mystic Mustang, uh, 55 F100, just beautiful cars that were just coming to me for it. And I was able to offer my top tier and not 220 bucks off my price on most cars, you know, you know, some of the bigger trucks and stuff, they were saving a lot of money because I went from a two layer coating to a single layer. Half the amount of, half the amount of applicators, half the amount of product, half the amount of work. Bam, 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 bam. All right, Done. so Tom, Tom uh, I mean, got... oh, literally 75%. No, you're good. Yeah, Jordan, I apologize. Uh, so everything's single layer because, yeah, I'm listen, everybody knows I'm the single layer slayer. I love single layer. I just like to stay in that one, two, three year mark. Uh, Tiffany knows it. Other people knows it when I've said it. I like being the side bitch. Like, let people use that five, seven, you know, all that big stuff. Let me be the side bitch because I know one, two, and three year. Just let me do one, two, three year. So can everybody can I, can else can do the bigger stuff. So, yes, everything is single there. Cool, man. I like it. I like it. Uh, I've always been blown away over the years of the multi-layer of people wasting these hours. And then I've met people and we go out and do trainings. We do certified trainings and and we get out there and they go, yeah, well, I was using this multi-layer and we'd have to do a layer. And then the next day they would do another layer. And then the next day they do another layer. And I go, wait a second. You had your car how long? <laughs> like, what? Like, yeah. listen, one layer and get done. Like, I've never understood yeah. how companies could have so deficiency in their technology that they required so many layers. So I love to hear that you guys are also single layer. I had a guy get a C8 Corvette delivered last December and brought it from the dealership to my shop in a snowstorm. I polished and coated it, and he picked it up six hours after I coated it, drove it in the snow. Didn't even care, just wanted it done. And he, I was confident, you know. And then there's salt on the roads and stuff like that. It's, and you see it, you know. I've had, I had someone with a Porsche Boxster, a black one that I, that didn't get washed for three months that gets parked on the street and they something got lost in translation where I was talking to them and they just didn't wash their car. So I washed it. I played it. I did a decon and the coating held up. It was beating. But the craziest thing about that was Enigma shield, their fabric coating on the soft top was beating like the day I did it. Nice. And it wasn't washed at all. And fabric coating for what brand but Enigma Shield is a very good fabric. All right. All right. Let's check in real quick because we haven't checked in with Nick, but I saw Nick's mom hop in. 
We are a big fan of Nick's mom. Uh, hey, mom, come here. Hopefully one Say day hi. I'll get to meet her. I'm super excited. You know. hey, this is Nick's mom. mom. <laughs> Say hi. I can hear things. I know. She's cooking brisket. We got brisket in the oven. Brisket for cooked. I love brisket. Yeah. She, she smoked brisket. Hi, family. Hi, hi uh, Angel Watch people. Love you guys. I haven't tried your products yet, but I've always wanted to. He needs to try them on my car, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so. Ruthless, ruthless. My car needs a, a, a new coating right now. All right, Hit so Nick, Nick, what's on cooking with Nick tonight? You said brisket? Yeah, brisket's in the oven. It's warming up. She smoked it. She smoked Whoa. it. So really? All right, brisket, hold on. Yeah, going Nick, in the oven. Is there any, any way you can show the brisket in the oven? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yes. Can we see? The, can we see? I the meat? I just gotta see the meat. No. Oh, oh wait, no, brisket out. Okay. Oh, oh. Oh yeah. Whoa. Nick, smell that. that. I can see. Yeah, I, I can see and smell it. Oh, Tiffany, yeah. it looks almost as good as mine, right? Almost. Almost. <laughs> Almost. <It's laughs> really close. <laughs> really close. Yeah. Just cooking collard greens in there. I don't know what's in the oven, but there's also a cobbler somewhere running around. You couldn't pop. You couldn't some collard greens. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Collard greens. I'm Bro, 20 minutes away. Hold on for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up, man. Don't be shy. What? You're a for right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. So, Nick, I, I teased you earlier, right? I teased oh, you earlier. Okay, All right, I'm ready. Let me know done. how far away is Tim's Ford leg from where you're at. Oh my oh my god, Marty. Just tell me how far Marty, away is Tim's Ford leg from where you're at. Marty, my family owned a lake house on Tim's Ford Lake. No way. Listen, uh July 23rd, 24th, and 25th, I'll be at Tim's Ford Lake. Yes! I want to have a beer with you. Yes! Let's have a beer. Oh, I'm coming. Yes! Oh my god. Okay. Mom, Marty's coming to Tim's Ford Lake on the 23rd, 24th, 25th. Marty's the host. Hi, hi next no. mom. Yeah. Absolutely. Wes, okay. let's go. Marty, let's go. Let's have some beers at the lake house. Let's yeah. make this happen. That's I can where, definitely make this work. That's where I grew up. When I was a kid, Tim's Ford Lake was did not exist. And they built it in 1970. They closed the dam and the river rose and it flooded. And there was and a lake. house became lake property. So <laughs> our, our whole family history is based around like Tim's Ford Lake area. That's like our neck of the woods, man. It's, in, it's about an hour 45 from us. Um, in response to your question, that is like that is the stomping ground of, of my entire family. So yes, let's make something happen, my guy. That's let's cool. make something right. happen. So my dad's brother, uh's daughter, so it'd be my cousin, they have a place there and they invited us over for the weekend. So <laughs> Dude, we're we're, we're taking the whole the family. Boat, my sister, yes. all her family, my mom, my kids will be in in a couple of weeks and we're going to take that. I think it's about a 10 and a half, 12 hour. I don't know. It yeah. Depends on how many Text times me details. we stop. Text me details and I'm going to request off and, and we're going to have a grand old time. Grand oh, old time. I got, I've got but an hey, extra vacation too. So. Yeah. <laughs> while I have this, while I have the spotlight, I got to say hi 
um, to the Angel Wax folks. My name is Nicholson. I work for Tesla. Um, but we got to do volume work there. It's obviously we're a dealership type place, things like that. But I have a question for my Angel Wax people on, you know, on this, uh, on the podcast. So I've, I've, I personally prefer to do the kind of work that is, um, how do I say this? More contour-like, more, more artisanal, more, more take your time and, and go through every possible thing you can, more of the artist type thing. But I've never tried your products, but I've always been under the impression that Angel Wax is the kind of brand that is more for the detailers that want to feel like an artist than the detailers than the, than the detailers that want to feel like a salesman. Is this accurate? Oh, that's a good question. Um, so we've always told people that we are uh, the high-end product for the common person, so to speak. So that's a good way to put it. Every, I like that. Every, yeah, anybody can use our products and get that high-end look and feel that that you want. Sweet. So. To answer your question, yes, that is That's good. Awesome. Yes, I don't that have is. any almost. <laughs> I don't have hardly any products in my arsenal that are like, you know, dollar store brand type things. I have a couple products that are like, I have maybe one or two products that are Meguiar's, like Iron Decon, a soap, and D three hundred compound, which I use rigorously at work. But all my other stuff is high end stuff, like Sonax, Lake Country, you know. Uh, Minzerna, those kind of brands. And I've always seen Angel Wax as the step above, but still not, it's, it is kind of the one thing in between the highest end that you can get for consumer and accredited retailer only like things. Like, you know how like right. G-Technic has coatings that you can only get, you know, if you go through their training. I feel like Angel Wax has always been that one thing just barely below that, but right. it's still a usable. Is that accurate? Yeah, yeah, that that would be accurate. Like a, a awesome. pro prosumer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like Polish Pro-sumer. Angel. You ever heard of Polish Angel? Yeah. Similar name. Absolutely. Absolutely. I have. It's uh-huh. high quality boutique on, stuff. We have also stuff super, super expensive high though. price. Yeah. Super expensive Absolutely. though. Some that. All yeah. right, hold on, hold I, on, hold on. I gotta yeah. mute everybody because we're starting to talk over. So let's let's one at a time because just the audio, nobody will ever be able to understand it on the podcast. So. Okay. Try and do our best to go one at a time. Wes, please. Uh, beautiful sunset back there, Wes. God damn, that's gorgeous. Derek, hold on. Unmute yourself. Can I get a goddamn for that sunset? God damn. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Wes, what were you saying? No, I was just saying I, I'm, I'm kind of agreeing with Nick because, I, I mean, I've, I've used their uh, – I haven't used the compound, but I've used the polish. Uh, I have a small bottle of it. I can't remember the name of it. Um, but, uh, and also the, I think I've used a, a soap, a spray sealant, and um, the only the only name of their products that I can remember right now is the Interior Scent, Bliss. Smells uh-huh. freaking amazing. Right. Um, but anyway, um, I was asking Nick if he's ever used anything from a similar name, also high-end, um, um, uh, 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 Polish Angel. See, I always get them mixed up because of the angel part. 
but they're like super high price. They're high end, but they're super high price. And it's nothing that you want to use with any kind of volume. It's kind of stuff that you want to use on your own car because you want your own car to have like, you know, the best or whatever, you know. Um, but their stuff is like, you know, like he was saying, it's 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 really high quality, but it's not overpriced. It might be a little more expensive than your, you know, buy a gallon of whatever compound or whatever to use on multiple cars a week but at the same time i know several people that that use their um compounds and polishes you know in mass just because they like you know how they work so well all right so yeah so tommy talk us through your compound and polish because i i know nothing right i i don't know anything about your angel wax products so start with me on the compound and walk me through your compound you know water-based solvent you know what type of abrasives you know get into some of the geek talk so all of them are pretty much all of them are water-based all of them are all of them are diminishing abrasives nice um all of them are very little to no dusting ridiculously long work times um yeah uh the heavy cut compound is capable of taking out 1500 sanding grit sparks i think yeah 1500 and uh yeah i'm not i don't really know a lot of the geek talk that's about as far as it goes for me okay Fair enough. Thanks. Anybody else know the geek talk? Alex? I'd say it's probably a little bit more like 1200. Okay. Um, Resurrection from like where I place it in my um, compounds is, is kind of like that, that middle cut of a compound. Um, I feel like I feel like it cuts more than 15, but maybe not quite as much as thousand or eight. Um, so I, I think it's more in like that 1200 range with the cut that it does from what I'm seeing with it. The, the cool thing about it, one of the tricks that I learned from Vincent <clears throat> with uh, resurrection is because that it, the diminishing um, abrasiveness in it is when you get it polished down, instead of wiping it off the car, you just flip your pad and then you polish it down even more with a softer pad and you could almost do a really um, just crazy one step with yeah with a heavy cut compound yes um, it finishes down almost enough to go straight to any yeah. some kind of paper, yeah. and i i mean i've i've used it with wool pads with micro wool pads microfiber pads lake country hdo pads heavy stuff and and wiped it and kind of thought to myself i could probably get away with not polishing on top of it um if you work it good enough it's it's an amazing um and then uh resurrection um which would be your your polish um oh, right like resurrect, that. resurrection is the heavy cut oh i'm sorry i'm, I'm regenerate i regenerate yeah. Yeah. yeah i always i always i always i keep I always mess them up yeah so resurrection is that the play on the angel part i guess you know probably uh, <laughs> all, 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 all of them are a play on, on something: resurrection, regenerate, and redemption. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and regenerate is, I mean, that stuff is phenomenal as a polish. 
um, good stuff. And you could use that with like a, like a yellow foam pad. And if you, you know, if you don't need a heavy cut, you could do that and then throw like a yellow foam pad on there and have, <clears throat> have like that medium cut pad and, and it'll, it'll cut nice too. And All right. So, so Alex, when I was there at your shop, we kind of chatted about this for a little bit and there's few detailers. So I really want you to explain what you're saying because it's a little bit of anti-detail to throw out, uh, you know, a shout out, you know, to another boy there in Vegas, uh, BWD detailing, uh, Brad, you know, he calls himself the anti-detailer. Yeah. Um, you know, that you, you don't hear people saying that, that you would go through and compound the car and then just put on a different pad and keep going. Right. So, Break that down just a little bit more. And this is interesting because we're throwing out a lot of things tonight that we go, well, not many people would say that. So uh, well, uh, you started it. I'm thankful. So let's keep going. You know, yeah. Alex, why, why I mean, you're you... right. So, so what happens is, you know, with the diminishing abrasiveness to it, once you've worked it long enough, the, the cut's gone. And then, and then you're just left with the polish that's, you know, makes up the, the product. Mm -hmm. So, so instead of throwing on your polishing pad, you know, wiping everything off, throwing on your polishing pad and then getting a polish and doing it again, you just pull your pad off, your cut pad off, you throw your polishing pad on and then whatever chemical is left is just polish anyways, because there's no more, there's no more grit left to it because it's all been broken down. And then that's where you can do a, using finger quotes, two-step with a, one product. Right, but that's anti what anybody else in the industry is saying. Oh, of course, I say it all the time. I'm I don't <laughs> I don't I don't like doing one steps. You know, like I feel like if you're going to charge premium product, do premium work. Do the do the cut, do the polish. Um, mm -hmm. Yep. But if you've got a budget client you know, and, and you're willing to make a few hundred bucks and, and do it as a one step or, or whatever. Listen, at the end of the day, I, I don't say no to money. So, you know, like, like I, I get down off my pedestal every now and then because I want to make money. Um, you know, a lot of times maybe the car doesn't, doesn't need, um, a super heavy cut, um, but you know, you, you kind of want to do something and then you want to finish polishing it down just to make it look nice. So, you know, All right. I want to jump over to the other Alex, Alex, what runs yeah. through your head when you hear him saying that? Um, I, I've, I've heard it being done. It, it almost makes sense. Honestly, if you have a diminishing abrasive and you just work it with a finer pad as it breaks down, but, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's not my thing. It's not my cup of tea. Why? Um, I, I don't know. It's, I don't know. <laughs> I don't really have an answer. Listen, yeah. I, I'm, I'm it's with you. Right. Because again, I'm, I'm the type of guy that like, even I don't do, I really don't do a one step. I, I, I do, I do what's called a hyper polish. Um, I just, I'm not doing correction work. So, but I do it as a cut. Right. But I'm, but instead of working a panel until it's, you know, close to perfection i work a panel till it's 70 percent correction and and then i go around and and i'll polish afterwards because 
I'm not a big fan of the one step, but it can be done again. I mean, if I've got a client who's not wanting to pay $700 plus, they're looking at a three or $400 range and I can do a one step in two or three hours. Again, I'm, I'll take 300 bucks for three hours. Honestly too, I, I could definitely see it being helpful. Um, like a, a CRI did not too long ago. It was a, it was a newer truck. So we agreed on a one step, but then with, with GM's new paint, there was still marring left behind. And I, so I talked about it on one of the other podcasts. I show up the next day to do it. And when I opened the garage door, I could, the sun was hitting the tailgate and I was like, oh, fuck. So I, I could definitely see working with, like, I, I, I usually use a, a yellow pad. Um, and then I, I would use the finishing, pad, uh, like a, an application pad after it has no cut right. to it. So I could definitely see that using my, like a diminishing abrasive compound and then finishing off with that instead of doing the one step and then having to reapply another, another polish to the pad. Right. I, could, I could definitely see that working out for that. And, and I'm not saying do it on every car, but that's just how it was taught to or told to me that you could work that product that way if you wanted to. You know, it's that's just how the diminishing abrasiveness works to it, that when it's done, it then is basically just a polish and you could swap out your pad. I'm not yeah. saying it's, you know, it's an every vehicle kind of deal, but you know, if it it's, helps it's, you it's out. Another, it's another arrow in the quiver though. Like exactly. Every, exactly. When people say, Hey, what should I use for this? Well, there's so many factors that go in. Like, in my opinion, there's no one brand. Like I for right. polishes and compounds, I have just about every brand you can imagine. And you could have two of the same car and the same combination won't work. Same color, everything, the same combination just won't work. So to have, have that extra tool that you can, that you can utilize is definitely invaluable. Right. Jordan, what are your thoughts? So in response to like dealership work and stuff like that, one step, figuring out your client, all that so enigma all-in-one is their one-step polish or compound polish and then protect uh ceramic infused someone people debate it whatever i've seen it last you know i never just send it on its own because it isn't the easiest remote if you're used to speed or stuff like that it's a little bit harder you can work it a lot longer but it is a little bit more difficult to remove but i always top it with you know, usually TI-22 or something like that, or with the dealer car, usually a cheaper spray sealant. <clears throat> but dealership, that's my, I mean, during the winter in Michigan, that's usually what gets us by. You know, it keeps, it keeps the building all winter long, then we can land other coding jobs, whatever and stuff. I get dealerships sending me new cars every once in a while for a coding, which is great. Easy money in the bank. It's rolled in their payment. Customers happy and protected and easy, easy money. Um, but Enigma All-in-One is a very good one step. Um, I use it on most of my dealership cars. Uh, GM Black is easy. With that. Um, and then also spritz of water or I use rinseless wash and then finish off with it. But I've seen resurrection on harder paints finish down damn near perfect. Like with a wool pad, just even twisted wool pads. It's it's nuts to see. Um, that's with gear-driven polishers, stuff like that. But 
Enigma for dealerships is my go-to just because it does cut. These turns are screwed up and power through it. Um, that gear driven, battery operated, I can get through a car an hour and a half, you know, bang it out because dealerships aren't paying anything, but they keep the bills paid. Um, and then also another product that I'm, every car that gets in is H2Go, which is a glass coating. Uh, I've seen it last up to eight months in Michigan on windshields, which wow. I know glass coatings last way longer from other brands, stuff like that. But every single car in my shop gets that coating. And this is something that I haven't told anyone yet, but and I'll get people call me after six, eight months, say, hey, I want my windshield done. You know, just just their windshield. And it's just a wild, you know, question because every single car, even if it's interior detail, I'll coat it. It takes me 15 minutes. I'll put the coating on, let it sit 15 minutes, do something else, come back, take it off. Um, but then I tell the customer, I'm like, hey, if you want your windshield doing that, your paint can do that too. Yeah, you know, that's and that's when they're instantly, you know, I can sell them a coating. I can sell them a one-year coating, a three-year coating, a five-year coating like that. And I'll do a Honda CRV with that, you know. But like, you know, I, it's, it just is like shooting fish in a barrel half the time because it's great for that six to eight month range because, I mean, I've applied coatings that last longer, but I actually applied it probably eight months ago to my car and I'll, I'm horrible at washing my daily driver. And I actually cleaned my glass the other day and drove through the rain and it worked like the day, day one, just by cleaning it. I thought I was going to put to go on and didn't have his time. But, That's awesome. <laughs> That's good to hear. I want to jump over to Tiffany real quick. That Tiffany also said, uses so, some angel wax. Uh, Tiffany, you also do some dealer work and you, you, you're kind of multifaceted with, not only dealer, but also, you know, people coming into your shop. So what have you found with the compounds polishes? You know, you, you jumped in pretty heavy, you know, so what was it that drew you? Well, um, I, the dealership that I used to have was, wasn't good enough to, I, I wasn't going to waste my time for $65 and throw a polisher on any of their cars. Um, but my clientele, on the other hand, um, I service the the classic car older guys, and then the Mopar people, and and then the daily drivers. So with with my classic car people and and my Mopar and you know show car people, I, I angel wax. Those are the people that I don't really care that they're paying the normal price because I want their cars to look amazing. And so they get everything angel wax. Every single part of their vehicle is touched with an angel wax product. Um, then they go home and then have to wash their car like a month later. Oh my gosh, why does my car look so good? Like, what did you put on it? Oh, well, you know, this is what I did. And if you want some, we can, you know, you can do it at home. And, you know, although I don't really like telling people that, cause then that means that they're not going to come back and let me do it again. So, but you know, maybe some things I, you know, go, okay, well, yeah, I'll, I'll get you involved in this or, you know, but. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, so Tommy, that was, uh, what about the polish, right? So we talked about the compound. So you got, you got a compound and then you got a polish. 
yeah there's a there's a it's a it's a it's a i call it a medium cut um that is actually the base of our all-in-one it's actually our medium uh our medium cut <clears throat> so there's a medium cut and then a fine cut is pretty much how, how how it goes um just so just so everybody knows because I, I probably sound like an idiot when it comes to talking about these compounds from the beginning as hard as well as not being in it for the money. I've also reiterated to everybody that I'm not a paint correction guy. I was I was a I was a detailer for the movie industry pretty much. You know, I I I never really did any detailing outside of the movie industry. So I'm not like a lot of these other guys. You know, I could pick up a rotary and I could and I could do some some stuff a long time ago. Now I would probably fuck up a car. It's been long enough. Um, that's why I stick to my, my Rupes and my flex and I'm good to go. Um, but yeah, I've, I've never claimed to, to, to be that guy. I'm just a, I'm just a regular detailer that, like I said, I got lucky. Um, and, and I'm running with it and I've been learning as I've been going though, you know, so I've gotten a lot better in my paint correction skills because of the people that I've met and the events that I've gone to and the products that I have backing me. Listen, I, I understand, Tommy, as, as paint correction began to develop into the industry and as it got introduced through Oklahoma and as we started to do trainings, teachings, we'd be in, inside my own shop, began to do paint corrections and began to put down multi-layer coatings. Like I said there many a nights going, what the fuck am I doing? Like <laughs> just took so goddamn long. It was so hard to try and set. Like it just it was too much, right? Like it just, it right. didn't ever make sense to me. I know it makes sense to other people. Cool. To me and where I was and where I understand the detailing industry, it never made sense to me. So I jumped out pretty quick after I got started. I think I could go head to head with most people and finish down paint just like anybody else, right? I, we say that's a big reason why I say detailing is an art. And I love when other people also talk about it being an artistic approach because I don't think there's one set structure. I think you can do it all different types of ways. And whenever we would work with people, we'd try and just slow down their hands, try and just help them with their process, but never tell them you got to do it this way to this way to that. Like just, right. you know, put down your expression, do it the way, best way, use the product this way. This is the way the product is going to tell you to use it. And, and we would continue to go on. Um, I want to jump over to Brandon from Shawshank and then we'll jump over to Brandon from Derek. Uh, I mean, sorry. Then we'll jump over to Derek from DJD for the uh, tab out question. But uh, Brandon from Shawshank usually has some good questions. So I just want to jump over and see if you had any, any thoughts or questions. Uh, not really. Um, it, they explained pretty much everything. The diminishing braces sounds pretty cool. I've been really playing with, Sonax a lot after talking to those guys with single stage and um, just messing with their their heavy cut compounds, finishing down with a cut pad because they do a lot of dealership work as well. So it's nice to cut down some time with those. Um, oh, do you have? Right. Oh, I guess do you have a polish a polish that has a an SiO two left behind or some something like that. Uh, we have our all. We have our all-in-one, which is which is uh, which has a SiO2 in it. It's a ceramic infused. Um, it gets you about three months out of the bottle. Is that like a finishing polish? 
or it's it starts it's an all, it's, a, it's, an all in, it's it's an all in one so it's a it's a cut polish and finish all in one bottle and then the protection behind it okay yeah it's well, also that's pretty unique yeah and it's Dust also it. it's also little little to no dusting as well yeah it's really awesome i just did my whole entire car over the weekend with um the all in one and then i topped it off with the ti 22 nice I might have to try that. I, it's hard for me to get away from uh, the Car Pro Essence because the jeweling and the SiO2 left behind all at once. Right. It has no cut. So it's pretty cool to hear there's something that can cut too and do what they're doing. That's what I use on dealership cars because they're hammered and then they turn out looking great. Like, and they sell a lot for three months and looking great still. Like, I order it by five liter in the not cheap but it's worth it because a little bit goes a long way too with that <laughs> time is money that's yeah. right. and that's all yeah definitely all right it is time uh um this is the point of you know i don't know if you've been at a bar and they uh are closing down the bar they call last call and there's usually some it. drunk dude over at the end that always asks some random weird question at least I used to have it. I don't know. People would just ask me random <laughs> shit. And I'd be like, who the fuck are you? I, I'm just trying to tab out. Like, But it's just some drunk dude. So our drunk dude in, is Derek. I live Derek's in Vegas. got the tab out. Do what? I live in Vegas. We don't have last call. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's right. He's right. <laughs> true. True. All right. But our drunk dude on our last call is Derek from DJD Detailing. So Derek, what's the tab out question of tonight? All right, Marty. Uh, I was gonna, before I before I get the question, I just want to say, uh, Andrew Wack does have a product called Corona, which is very good. No one really talks about it. Probably one of the best trim. I've gotten so many comments on people going, "What the hell are you from a trim? It's amazing." Corona. I still buy it to this day. It's one of my favorite Andrew Wack products. But I'm sure you, if you guys are on TikTok, you've probably seen a couple of people posting this question. I don't have a map, unfortunately, but if the United States is going to get into a war, split right down the middle, who's winning? And I'm going to preface this, Texas is split in half. So you got California, half of Texas on that side, and the other half on my side, Jersey, the East Coast, and the West Coast. Who's winning? All right, so it's not a north-south in this war this civil war is east to west. Right down the middle. Right down the middle. Right, right. down the middle. It's a God the U.S. gets in a war east to west. Who's going to win east or west? Great question. Let's go straight up over to that east coast guy right there, Alex. <laughs> Alex, what are you thinking? The east coast surviving or is the west coast going to kick your motherfucking ass? Oh, shit. <laughs> East Coast all day long. Look, I saw that. I saw that TikTok, and I saw yeah, the guy who, yeah. who divided it up. Right. Yeah. So East Coast. First off, you got us crazy motherfuckers down here in Florida, right? Right there. Yeah, you don't need anybody else in the whole rest of the East Coast. You got Florida, right? But then, but then there's there's Alabama, right? You got the crazy guys in Alabama. If we're doing half of Texas, come on, half of Texas is almost as good as all of Texas, really. You, know, you got the crazy New Yorkers, you know, New Jersey. I mean, New Jersey. in New Jersey. I mean, come on, man. Like against what? 
California, you know. <laughs> I mean, everybody on the West Coast is 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 all doped up. They don't, you know, so high. They don't know what they're, they're, what what's going on, right? Like, like you know, come on, East Coast, hands down, all day long. Hands down, hands down. Yeah. All right, nice one. All right, let's go over, uh, Tom. You'll be next to last, so. Oh, I know no. you're. Uh, I know you. You didn't quite enjoy that comment, but you took a nice little puff. So I guess you agree with the comment. Yeah. All right. So Brandon from uh, Shawshank. Brandon from Shawshank. It's East Coast, man. Uh, you think of all the. I mean, Philly, Detroit, <laughs> New York City, uh, Miami. You talk about. Fuckers there. <laughs> like, I I think uh, East Coast is winning. All right, good deal, Tiffany. I'm gonna say the East Coast. Yeah. All right. Are are you in the East Coast or are you in the West Coast when we divide this up? Huh? That's what I was starting to think. Like, where are we? Right, Tulsa. Like, I mean, because he said divide though? Texas, and I go, okay, if we come up that straight line, we I would mean, be on the. Wouldn't we? Would, would we not be on the East Coast? I think I think Oklahoma's on the East Coast. Yeah, you guys would be on our side. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So the Civil War actually ended in Arkansas. It never made it over to Oklahoma. The last wars of the Civil War that made it far enough over inland ended in Arkansas. So, uh, yeah, that is interesting. All right, Wes, where are you? Uh, I gotta go East Coast. I mean, all you need, you have the entire state of Florida, the entire state of Alabama. Uh, you have, uh, I don't know, maybe the entire state of New Jersey, the Philadelphia road raging psychopaths. You got Chicago. They just like to kill each other. I was just in Philly today. I was just in Philly today. So... Yeah. All right. Cool. Alex. Other Alex. Dude, East East Coast, like hands down. There's no like, there's no chance. We we have like the hillbillies in Tennessee. We have Southerners. We got oh my the God. crazy New Yorkers. You guys are talking about. Jer- Jersey's got nothing to lose. So like this, you like West Coast is not even stand a chance. And then like you guys said, like everybody's stoned on the West Coast. <laughs> Like you're, they're done. Like we need a challenge. We need a challenge. <laughs> we gonna like include the, like Canada? the U.S. versus Canada and South America? Maybe I don't know. I was gonna say I didn't. Yeah. I didn't include there, but yeah. if you include Canada, I don't know. That that might be a little different. They got a lot of. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, even, even then we'd have Tor- Toronto and everything. And then you got, like the West Coast you got, of Canada doesn't have shit either. West Coast got they got uh what's called uh Hawaii those people from Hawaii coming over yeah yeah the Samoans might might give yeah, them a shot I saw I, I saw <laughs> that <laughs> was it Hobbs and Shaw you know the Rock he's from Vegas so he'd be beating the shit out of us I'm sorry. yeah I think Hawaii would be their only chance to like even put a dent in us honestly <laughs> yeah I agree, I agree. <laughs> and then, you know what's and funny is the rocks, on, the rocks the Rocks actually high, from San Francisco shit, so. yeah I know that that was. Yeah. <laughs> The Are Rock went to my high school. Oh, in really? Nashville. Yeah. <laughs> the Rock's from everywhere. Yeah, the Rock's from everywhere. I, 
I, so thinking about this a little more, I don't know. I think the, the Floridian bath salts would hold the, the Samoans back. Wait, the bath salts. Oh, wait, wait. All right. Is cooking with Nick still around? Hey, Nick, what are you thinking? I know Tennessee, you're probably going to go with the traditional East, but what's your sure. reason? It's not even a question. East Coast, all the way. You've got Florida. You've got New York, Jersey, that entire area in general. This is not even a question. It's East Coast all the way. All the way. Cool. All, all right, Derek, you asked a question. What's your answer? Oh, definitely East Coast. I mean, we got... Like I think someone said, we got Chicago, we got like uh, got Jersey, we got Philly. Uh, I, I was like Florida, hundred percent, a lot of crazy people. So definitely East Coast. Gang, gang. All right, Jordan Butler. I mean, I'm Detroit area, so <laughs> East Coast. Yeah, I, mean, I, saying, I forgot like, Detroit. So. We've been to hell and back, like. <laughs> It's crazy. I, like I forgot unemployment. About I forgot about carries Detroit, a gun. It's, yeah. it's wild. I used to detail cars in the streets of Detroit. It's wild. Like <laughs> it's, yeah, everyone's got a gun. So <laughs> I love the West Coast. I used to live in the Bay Area, San Francisco. I used oh, wow. to live in Hawaii too. So <laughs> but it's way cheaper out here too. So there's a lot more people that are level headed. <laughs> I feel. But Ooh. All right, let's hop over to Tommy. Tommy, uh, your answer, and then I'll, I'll ask you what your closing thoughts are. You just basically whatever it is you want to say. So, uh, East Coast, West Coast, why? So, I want to start off by saying, if this were 30 years ago, it would be the West Coast all the way. Right now, there's nothing but a bunch of pansies being raised on this side of the country, and I'm not quite sure why. I also want to say that there's crazy motherfuckers all over this country. So saying this is Florida, this is Detroit, there's Chicago. There's also LA. There's also fucking mm-hmm. real cowboys here in Nevada. There's fucking crazy ass motherfucking Nazis in fucking Washington, right? So, I mean, there's fucking yeah, crazy right. motherfuckers. There's crazy motherfuckers everywhere. But right now, East Coast. <laughs> all right. Uh I'm going to go also, I mean, gosh, yeah, I, I would say there's, no, there's really no option, right? But the way I looked at it was purely population density. I, I agree, Tom. I think there's crazy motherfuckers no matter where we go, and there's everybody's going to have guns, everybody's going to have whatever. Like, But if you just look at population density, I mean, there's so much of the West Coast that is, I mean, gosh, I've gone to Oregon and then take that, and that trip and drove – up into Seattle, right? It's gorgeous, right? The, right. the area is just unbelievable, <laughs> but the density of people is so much less than yeah. other areas. And if you ever took a satellite view of different population stuff, that just I don't think it would compete just basically off of population. I think that I think the East Coast would just wipe out the West Coast off of just purely off of numbers. Sort of like if China came in, right? Like right. I mean, geez, if China came into the US, we wouldn't be alive because they're just out of population. They would just wipe us out, like in theory. Um, all right. So closing thoughts, Tommy, your floor, anything you want to say? Um Man, 
there's a lot I could dive into and it would take hours. I just would tell people to take everything with a grain of salt and just continue to try to live to be good people. Don't, you know, if you have to be on social media, cool. You know, I have to be on social media because I'm trying to grow a business and I'm trying to grow a brand and I'm trying to meet people. But I put all that drama and shit, but you know, behind me, I don't even pay attention to it anymore. And I just, I think if a lot more people did that, I think this industry would be a better place because right now it's not headed in a good direction. <clears throat> cool. All right. My closing thoughts are when I first heard of angel wax, I went, why do they have wax in their name? Like, cause yeah, it would have been somewhere around that time where you guys started really popping. I started seeing as I started then kind of come out into the industry, into the national scene, like, why do they have wax in their name? Isn't wax kind of old? Like, but then the more I kept hearing about the brand, the more I kept seeing you put stuff out, I went, okay, so this is a brand that's going to continue to grow. And it, it has been interesting to see from an outsider looking in the way you've developed the brand and the way people constantly talk about your brand. Listen, Tommy, there's, there's nothing but a congratulations on that. I'm, if I, yeah, there we go. This, there we go. Congratulations, man. I mean, your hard work and everything you've put in, man, you, you've done a really great job. And, and as your brand, what you've done for the brand, and it's cool to hear your story and then to hear about how it kind of got thrown away to the side. And then you're the guy that started pushing it back together from people coming. I didn't know that. Right. So yeah. that's, what's great about these pubs, man. Thanks for being open. Thanks for being honest. That that's a rarity. It really is to be, you know, a, a national guy and be open and upfront. It is very rare. And, you know, Alex has commented on it when I've talked to him. Anybody else that I've talked to, I've asked Tiffany before, you know, what is it about Angel Wax that you like? And like, everybody says the same thing. So, man, I I was really excited and, and didn't leave anywhere. Uh, what, what is it like if you go into something and you leave going, ugh. No, I, I, I'm leaving this conversation going, hell yeah, man. Like, I'm so glad that you're in there and going away and getting to town on it. And I love to see your climb as well, man. So keep going. And I'm glad that uh, you're a part of the industry and pushing us forward, man. So thank you very much. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, uh, just keep keep rocking, man. You. So love it, man. I, anybody that has a, uh, a push type mentality, a go, go, go mentality, I mean, I'm drawn to that because that's that's me. You know, I I don't know anything other than pedal to the metal and go. Right, uh, right. So I, I I really love that spirit about you and uh, look forward to shaking your hand and maybe having a Stella with you sometime. Hell yeah, I'm down. Definitely. All right, everybody. Thanks for hopping on. Alex, man, great to see you. Thanks, thanks for guys. coming on. Brandon uh, from Shawshank, thank you. Tiffany. Always great to see you. Thanks for hopping on. Wes, man, uh, sunset's gone, but uh, thanks for coming in. Alex, always, man, thank you. Pleasure. And uh, Nick, uh, do we get any last looks at uh, – is there any last yeah, looks at that brisket? Nick, where's this brisket, I mean, man? It hasn't changed at all. It hasn't changed at all. Oh, so it hasn't changed at all? Okay. No, I didn't know if you'd made ball. a plate yet or not. No, not yet. Okay. Well, we Wait, were hoping so, man. There's some missing. What's going on? <laughs> uh, Jordan, man, uh, first time to chat with you. Thank you so much for all your input, man. Uh, 
love your beer choices and uh thank you so much for hopping on Derek. always a pleasure thank you for having me great oh, great yeah, time question super fun man i love this all right we'll see y'all next week thanks so much thanks, thanks, Marty. thanks guys. thank you see you man Thank you so much for listening to that episode. And let me just ask a favor. If you got any value out of it, right? Maybe there was just one little nugget that was good for you on the inside. was good for you on the outside. Hey, whichever way you tickle, right? Uh, Any little bit of info that you got value out of, would you please go share that with the rest of the community? Go on to the community page on Facebook. Go on to any of the other Facebook groups and just say, hey, here's a great little nugget that I got from the Pints and Polishing podcast. I know the community would love to hear it. I know we would love to hear it. And I know there's a lot of other detailers that could also gain the information. So, hey, be active. Be a part of the community. Let others know what value you're getting out of the podcast. Hey, this is Marty, Total Solutions. Make it a great day. Thank you.